You're listening to Crystal and Emily on Love Your Shelf, the best librarian podcast in the extensive and highly competitive field of librarian podcasts. Hello. Hello. Today, we're actually in the same room recording. Which is weird that we've never done this before. Right. Really, we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, heard, I don't I, think we can look at each other while we're doing I know, it. No, <laughs> I had like forgotten that this was an option. <laughs> and we're also in a kind of an echoey cavernous room because we are in between uh, sessions of our escape room mm-hmm. at the railroad depot, mm-hmm. which is uh, about to come to a close. We've been doing it this week uh, for spring break, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but hopefully the recording doesn't reflect too much that we're in this and giant room. We're sorry in advance if a train comes through. <laughs> It'll be some <laughs> excitement for the episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it will sound like we're being run over by a train, so... <laughs> we're not. Right. <laughs> Even if we start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got quite a few books to talk about today. And a few shows... Um, I was kind of going through and looking at books that, for whatever reason, I have either returned to or um, have made an impression on me or that I have uh, like re- uh, recommended to somebody recently. Right, right. And so I'm going to kind of go through some of those. And the first one is by Travis McDade. It's a very long title, but it's... It, it needs it. Yeah, so, hit me. It's called uh, The Thieves of Book Row, New York's Most Notorious Rare Book Ring, and The Man Who Stopped It. And I listened to this as yeah. an audiobook and then read it again. Um, and it is. It's pretty fascinating. Um, there's all kinds of... all kinds of intrigue in the rare book world, you know? Man, I would not want to mess with those people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> they seem intense. Yeah, right? I don't know why exactly, but... Rare book yeah. dealers. Yeah, right? yeah. I guess there's that movie, is it The Ninth Gate? With, um, oh, yes, Johnny with Johnny Depp. That and they, might be what I'm going off of. <laughs> maybe and it really These people, you. yeah, are pretty nuts. So. Yeah. Which is a great movie, by the way. If anything, I recommend The Ninth Gate. It's yes, absolutely. It's, it's really good. And if you're a book lover, which if you're listening to this, it's pretty likely, <laughs> um, it is like made for book lovers. Yeah. First of all, it's set in these, you know, antique bookstores, but also there's all of this like, I don't know, texture of the pages and yeah. the sound of the yeah. pages turning yeah. and stuff. It's, uh, I don't know, it's just one of the things that stuck out to me from watching that. Yeah, and there's also crazy supernatural stuff and I don't even supernatural might not even be the right word yeah definitely it's a wild ride I'll put it that way yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is very wild ride Mm -hmm. um but kind of on the other end of the spectrum is like the the real world of (laughs) of, uh, New York's um rare book ring and uh but yeah it's kind of like a milder version of true crime you know nice nice um, like, you know, the nerd version of that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good book. Um, and it was good. I listened to it when I was, like, on a road trip 
and uh, kept me awake. So oh, that is so many points for that. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and then um, another one that is, it's one that I, I don't think I have stopped reading. <laughs> so it's like, it's very long. Uh, and so by the time you get to the end of it, it's been, I don't know how long since yeah. you started it. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, how did this start again? <laughs> And it's, it's a nonfiction. It's by James Gleek, and it's uh, called The Information, A History, A Theory, A Flood. And so as an information professional, uh-huh. this is about, you know, it starts with alphabets uh-huh. and how, uh-huh. you know, people began recording their ideas instead of just speaking something and then it's gone. Right. So, you know. Oh, I would be in so much trouble if that was all <laughs> I had to depend on. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. <laughs> and even, you know, goes into um, the talking drums in Africa and how information is spread oh, in those yeah. ways. And then all the way up to contemporary mm-hmm. um, information theory. Okay. And so it's dense, but it, he's, he has a really great uh, writing style. Well, and I would, think, I would think with a title like that, I would expect it to be dense. I mean, yes, if you're talking about the concept of information. That is <laughs> so broad. <laughs> but he does a great job of following it through history and how um, you know, now we're in this um, digital mm-hmm. future and... But, but how we got there from, like, um, Charles Babbage and Ada Lovelace, mm-hmm. um, Lord Byron's daughter, who was, the, like, the first programmer mm-hmm. in the 1800s, and then the first um, Babbage's engine, you know, the first mechanical computer, and how that stuff, like, the concepts of that then led into what we now know, you know, right. in the digital age. Just a loud truck passing by. <laughs> you pay no attention. Yeah. That you wasn't one of us. <laughs> we're just going to gun right past <laughs> That's the... That's right. Moving on. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so yes, I recommend it. It may take you a year to read it. Uh, you know, I don't know. How Nothing many... wrong with that. No. I, yeah. It took me a long time because I was making notes and, yeah, like, and yeah. thinking about it. And, and uh, anyway, so... It's, it's worth it, for sure. I wouldn't suggest listening to it. I would think you would want to... Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe that would be interesting. That would be a long... I was going to say, and it depends on the narrator, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know how many hours it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, if, you're, if you have any interest in that kind of thing, um, pick that one up. That's cool. Another one is um, one that... The past couple of couple of years ago, everybody was. It was one of those that lots of book clubs were checking out, mm-hmm. and everybody was talking about um, everything I never told you mm-hmm. by Celeste Ng, and it's about a a Chinese American family, and it sort of opens with the death of one of the daughters, but then mm-hmm. it goes through how that came about and how the family deals with it, and it deals with issues of you know. The family dynamics and culture and race and sure, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's 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 very very good. That's one I keep I meant to pick up. I think wasn't it like the high school might have done it as a put it on a reading list or it was mm-hmm. required reading or something. Anyway, yes. Yeah, I'll have to revisit that. 
Yes, because the daughters are, you know, they're young. And okay, they're adults, okay. So I can see why that yeah. would be a, a high school reading list for sure. But it's it's not young adult. That's it, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then another one is called The Grown Up, but it's not about a person who acts like a grown up, <laughs> um, by Gillian Flynn. Is it about me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> A biography about <laughs> Emily Childress. <laughs> the grown-up. I could just see, you know, like crossing your arm. No, mine would be called The Grown-Up in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, kind of like that. It's kind of a, yeah. the quote grown-up in quotation yeah. marks. And it's by the author of Gone Girl. Okay. And it's kind of short. Um, and it's about a young woman who is... Uh, she fraudulently claims to read auras, and that, but that's the only way she can, you know, fend for herself. She's, mm-hmm. She has she does this to, to make a living. Mm-hmm. And then she meets this lady and goes to this house and oh, discovers that maybe her powers are not fraudulent. <gasps> and so um, it's a quick read. It's uh, atmospheric. Yeah. It's, it's quirky. Cool. The character is funny, but it's also creepy. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It, I definitely, I recommend almost anything by Flynn. I was going to say, she's popular for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and her books are all different. Yeah, like different, um, the style-wise yeah, approach. And the yeah, appro- the character approach. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another, another great one. And then... I can't remember if we've talked about it before, but I don't think so. And uh, Jeff Vandermeer wrote uh, Annihilation and then two uh-huh. additional novels in the Southern Reach trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Annihilation, the first one, was made into a movie uh, yes. with Natalie Portman. And the book is great. The movie is good. Um, Pretty messed up. It is. <laughs> it's... There was one particularly, I want to say creepy, but I think another word should go there, but uh, an unsettling, really unsettling moment. (laughs) Yes, really unsettling and and, uh, mind-bending. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, another one of those that, like, you know, questions your reality. Yeah, and I would still recommend it. You know, all of that being said, I would still recommend watching it, but yeah. And I would recommend the books. The books are a little more... um, think maybe stayed is the word I want to say mm-hmm. like um it's more serious minded I don't know mm-hmm. the, the movie is kind of like follows these characters as they're exploring this new whatever they don't really yeah, know what it is yeah. this new dimension kind of thing that has appeared yeah out of nowhere and and they're kind of like soldiers so it's almost more like action based yeah, yeah. than the book really yeah. is the book kind of takes more and focus the, on the base and the visuals were a big part of the movie I don't know how you know how much the book gets into that but I would think when you're making a movie about this you would kind of I don't know you could really you know use the the visuals to your advantage making a movie out of this yeah so yeah and when I read the I read the book before I saw the film and I could not fathom how they were going to really make that interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, oh gosh, I cannot imagine. Now I'm try- I can't imagine what it looks like on a page, mm-hmm. like how you would write about it. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, check it out. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, 
And the, it's another one that's not a, it's a quick read. It's not going to take you a year okay. to, to finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, and this is, uh, like, everybody's going to be like, of course you're going to like this book, Crystal. But <laughs> it's by John Palfrey. It's called Bibliotech, Why Libraries Matter More Than Ever in the Age of Google. <laughs> and so this kind of, like, ties into the, the information. Uh-huh. Um, and it's about how libraries are a key in uh, educating the populace in yes. how to make use of digital, our digital future. Yes. And so, um, you know, and, and he sort of makes a case for, it's a very short book, but it's mm-hmm. very succinct and concise, and he just kind of lays his points out there and says, like, okay. obviously, you know, librarians need to be up on these things, and they need to be teaching the mm-hmm. public these mm-hmm. things and we because it's basically it's so exponential mm-hmm. in its growth um that information is yeah that uh it it is demanding of mm-hmm. people and librarians in particular to be familiar with it and to stay abreast of all of the changes and and how to stay safe and how to stay um you know aware of yeah. things that are going on absolutely and, yeah and how to evaluate the sources that we're reading mm-hmm. which is ever increasingly important to make sure that you know we know that the information that we're taking in is valid right and real so right um anyway good book yeah and i will say when i you know came to the library you think you have an idea of um what it's going to be like as a librarian and then it's not what you think it's going to be like in a great way (laughs) just there are so many um areas and facets that um yeah that we have to know and be a part of and be leaders in a certain way and uh yeah it is it's and it's always surprising and it changes all the time I mean obviously this last year it's changed Mm -hmm. hugely Mm -hmm. but then you know prior to that I think even from when I started as a public library, which is like nine years ago, right? Um, my daily like duties and tasks and stuff that I did have yeah. changed drastically. Absolutely. And you know, from the fact that we used to teach like basic computer classes and basic computer skills, uh-huh. until we really stopped having you know people like everybody. And I'm not going to say that like you know, there's still it's people certainly. who struggle yeah. with that, but. Basically, everybody got up to yeah, snuff on that, yeah. and we stopped having requests for those right, kind of classes. Right, right. Or even um, we had tech help, mm-hmm. and we just, there's so much fewer requests for those things because so many people, people are learning, are learning yeah, which is them. great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Not that we are 100% responsible for that. No, obviously. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not but... like we, we educated everybody. <laughs> We're all caught <kind> <laughs> But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it, it definitely has changed. The people's needs have changed. People's, um, you know, interactions with with mm-hmm. social media and mm-hmm. all of that. And so, um, yeah, when I was first teaching classes uh, in the library, you know, I was teaching people how to use a mouse. Mm-hmm. And, wow, yeah. And, you know, what the components of a computer were. Yeah. And we just don't really have much no, requests yeah. for that anymore. So, um, and that's just within a few years. Yeah. It's a lot of 
I don't remember my password, <laughs> which we all struggle with. It's a, it's I'm like, you're all me too. <laughs> yeah, do you know mine? Because I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we can help each other. I don't know. <laughs> I'm buddy system. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so that's, I think that's, that's all the books that I want to recommend. And I have a few um, shows that, a couple that I started mm-hmm. and I'm, Planning to because I'm taking some days off next week. Yeah. Planning to get into them, but I need the time. Yes. <laughs> and you know, need to let this car go by. Yep. <laughs> and anyway, so I don't know if I'm like 100% recommending them, but I'm I've started. I see. I see. Just sort of the beginning of your journey. Yes. Let and us join you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe you know something about it. And yeah. You, can, you know. You chime can in. Recommend. Yes. <laughs> So, um, Hulu is a, a series called uh, Prodigal Son, mm-hmm. and um, it's about a criminal psychologist whose father is a serial killer. Oh. And, yeah, and the other characters are, are you know, have, um, one's a journalist. It's, it seems to be pretty intriguing. Cool. Um, and good actors. So cool. So, I'm, I'm getting started on that one. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on the second season, I think. And oh, I had never heard of it me until neither. recently. Because I saw it um, like advertised on Hulu, and I thought I thought it was a new show. I so. did too until I got into okay. it. So I think the first. Well, I kind of love that because if it is good, I have a whole other season to watch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how I like to do. Yeah. Then there is another new one, and this one's on Stars, um, which they're kind of stepping up their game with. Um, I've, I've done. A free trial with stars, I think you can do it like once a year. And mm-hmm. so I've used mine once last year and already once this year. <laughs> and I have Nick's uh, email address on standby for the next. <laughs> you know, they force you to do it. They really do. <laughs> but um, it's, it's called The Luminaries. And it's set in New Zealand in the 1860s and uh-huh. there's a gold rush. Uh-huh. And it's based on a novel by um, Eleanor Catton. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Um, it was a popular book. Okay. But um, it seems interesting. And I have, like I said, Stars has had some um, good series. Mm-hmm. We talked about, of course, Outlander is on Stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, so there's, you know, they're kind of beefing up their right. series. <laughs> and then on HBO... There's a new season, this is not, I think I've talked about it before, but Last Week Tonight with John Oliver uh-huh. has started a new season oh, a couple good. weeks ago. And so, um, I love to catch up with I do too. He's a, he's a great way to, it's like palatable news in a way. <laughs> yeah, he kind of takes a, he start, he kind of gives like the, like a general, like what's going on this week. Yeah. And then focuses in, hones in on one particular thing. Right. And kind of drills deeper into that and... And it's funny and you know profane. So, yeah, you know, oh, definitely. But so, yeah, yeah, it's it's amusing. Yes, for sure. yes. And then um, let's see. Oh, one that I a series that I did complete the uh-huh. first season, but it's new and it's on HBO as well. Is Snowpiercer? Yes. Which is a remake of a film from just a few years ago. Right. With um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. And Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Yeah. And the new series has Jennifer Connelly oh. as the, uh, one of the main characters. 
and then another actor who's recently been really popular and, huh. and done several things, okay. and, but I can't think of his name. Um, but so the 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 I guess the gist, the, mm-hmm. the background of the of Snowpiercer is that um, climate change mm-hmm. has taken place, and there's a new ice age mm-hmm. essentially on the planet. But this one like uber wealthy guy built this train that's I don't know how many that's one of the things that that, that's how the the um, series tracks is how many how many cars cars, that's right and um, the back of the cars are the the um, poorest people the poorest people who a lot of them just uh, jumped on the train when they they could yeah and and so they're kind of uh, stowaways in a sense but they The, the idea of the train is that it's protected from the cold and it never stops. Mm-hmm. So it just circles the globe mm-hmm. and um, that's how they, you know, don't get frozen in this, in this right. ice age. And, but the front of the train is the powerful, wealthy people mm-hmm. and then it kind of, you know, the, basically the hierarchy goes down. Right, there. right. So does, does the show pick up where the movie left off or no it's a it's a remake so it's, oh yeah. that's cool yeah i like that because i was like i kind of felt like the the movie i don't really remember but i was like how not sure how they would go off of that so that's good to know cool. yes and yeah you're right because there there wouldn't be mm-hmm. much yeah to that. tell <laughs> and this one the series ends and it's definitely open for continuing. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, good. Because that, I mean, that's a fascinating concept. It is. And then, mm-hmm. so the the people in the rear of the train are um, treated very poorly. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, they can, like, work their way up. Or they 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 think that that's what they're going to do. Right. But they don't really know what's going on in the front of the train. Right. And that it's it's not like your typical like idea of like contemporary like what a train is like now uh-huh. like even one that you know is like a cross country train it's enormous and the especially the the you know beginning cars are like palaces yeah you know, it's, yeah it's a very sci fi kind of yeah, concept for yeah. this train you know uh-huh. it's um, but it's also like the it's beautiful uh-huh. and it's in the it's beautiful in like the set decoration sense right right and then the the back of the train is obviously pretty dismal uh, yeah very <laughs> dismal and ugly and, and though their way of life they're just like barely scraping by right and uh so it's kind of like this enclosed system that's commenting on social hierarchies yeah and, yeah and, and then um throws in some mystery and and the um, the person a person from the rear of the train is one of the main characters which was the case in the movie is that right okay yeah and sort of brought into the business of Mm -hmm. what's going on the other Mm -hmm. parts of the train and then you know maybe try to turn things around yeah (laughs) I'm gonna watch this like tonight yeah that sounds like a good thing to watch yeah and like with anything like that, I think that you know there are some scenes that are rough, but sure. just it's a rough yeah notion. You know, that like, situation is <laughs> yeah pretty bleak. Yes, and like you can't they can't be outside of the train for 
even because it's a so cold. Because yeah. the, the the extreme cold, they would yeah they would freeze. Oh no. Yeah. So it's it's like high speed, but enclosed, mm-hmm. which is kind of more terrifying than yeah. anything else. Yeah. Because it's like if you have you know if you have problems with small spaces. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that's where you live forever, uh-huh. and you're going really really fast. Yeah. No, and I do have problems with closed spaces. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, so, going to lay down in the snow for a minute here. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> Just get a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so even even at the front of the train, sure. that, that's still... That concept, sure, you can't escape that. You can't yeah. get out of there. Um, so, yeah. It, cool. Uh, I would I'll watch it. it. And I would even say, if you haven't seen the movie, it's worth seeing both. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just di- very different approaches to telling the same story. I think that's cool, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's all I have to talk about. Fun. Yeah, so that was kind Giving of a me some one. good recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we will be wrapping up our escape rooms, and we're starting um, a couple more of events. Days. Yeah, we've yeah. Got some... so, Fun things on the horizon. Exactly. In April, we're going to have a how-to festival again, which we've had in uh, previous years, Mm -hmm. many years, actually. Mm -hmm. I want to say we're on our eighth, I think, annual, even though we skipped one. Yeah. Um, And that's going to be at the library. It'll be outside. And then we're going to have an Earth Day celebration in April as well. And we're already planning for all of our summer fun, so... Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Buckle up, guys. Yeah. And we'll talk to you here in a week or so. Sounds like a plan. Bye. Bye, y'all. Afraid you missed one of our scintillating selections? Check out wakelet.com and you'll find a collection of all of the titles that we have mentioned on our podcast.